Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with Nalene Baker of Super Moms of Broward. I am so excited to have you on because you're local, which we will get into. So, okay, Nalene, why don't you go in and um, introduce yourself, discuss your motherhood journey, um, your professional career, and then we'll go into how and why you started Super Moms. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nicole, for for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. This is actually only my second podcast and um, I love it. I love the fact that moms can find super moms as a resource and, and that's why we exist. So, you know, if we were to go back in time about say six years ago or seven years ago, right? Cause my daughter's going to be seven next month. Okay. Um, so we moved to Broward. We, my uh, husband and I were living in South beach, living the life. And then we decided to have a baby and moved to Broward as everyone does. Yeah. And, um, here I was in a new city and uh, a new county. It didn't it didn't seem like it would be that hard to adjust to, but you know, coming from Dade to Broward is a little bit of an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have any resources. You know, I was alone. I didn't have any friends. I definitely didn't have any mom friends. Mm-hmm. My family, um, both my parents passed away. My mm-hmm. sisters at the time didn't have any babies. Nobody knew what I was going through or talking about. And so. Um, I decided to start a group, you know, where I could find resources, a, a tribe, you know, friends, um, just to help me to understand, like, is this normal? Are you guys going through this? Yeah. You know, does this happen to you? Does this happen to your body? I mean, you can't Google half of this stuff because you'll drive yourself crazy. And, you know, you need people that's going to be honest and say, yeah, you know, it's okay. It, me too, you know? Yeah. And we started as a meetup because I had gone to a bunch of different groups that had existed. And, you know, I packed up the diaper bag and I, you know, scheduled it before or after a nap, got all the supplies and and got to the event and it didn't happen. People weren't there. And I was just like, oh my God, this was so much work. And my kid didn't like the car. And I was just like, oh, this is all I had planned for today, you know? And then it was like, wah, wah. Um, yeah. So I was like, man, this is devastating. Like it is. It's really devastating sure. as a young mom, Especially as a new as a mom. mom. Like you said, putting you know? all this stuff together, getting it out. Yeah. I know for me, the, the even the anxiety to get out the house and get it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's 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 tough. And I mean, there's lots of cute memes out there. Like, you know, being a mom is kind of like dating with, with when you give somebody your number or whatever, you know. And it's the truth because it's a lot of pressure. You you wanna you wanna hope that you guys jive as people. You hope that your kids get along. So there's a lot of moving parts there. And um, I didn't even get the opportunity at a play date that never existed. So, you know, I'm originally from New York. So a lot of times in New York, years before I moved to Florida, you know, Florida always had a bad rap in terms of, you know, they can't vote. There's a Ponzi scheme. There's all this bad stuff, right? People are from Florida. I I know. You know, like the weather is sunny, but the people are shady bumper stickers, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of madness, right? So I was like, man, this is this is horrific. Like if if people are doing this and trying to be out there, I could have messed messed the opportunity to like yeah. meet my future mom bestie, right? So we started meeting up and people were showing up and we decided to create a closed Facebook page. So we started existing there. And then um, Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital actually found us. And they said, you know, we really like what you guys are doing. Like, we don't know how you're doing it, but you're running parallel with a lot of the things that we speak about um, in terms of being heavily invested in the community. And we were like, great, you know, let's put a, a proposal together because we had just incorporated as a 501c3, a mm -hmm. nonprofit status. Mm -hmm. Because what was happening is, you know, we would be charging uh, like five and $10 to go sure. to an event because, you know, a lot of times you would see moms that would have to leave because they didn't bring a diaper or they forgot water. And, you know, <laughs> I have diapers. I'm a mom. Here's one for you. You know what I mean? And don't leave because you don't have, you know what I mean? Wow. So whatever people needed, snacks, water, art supplies, we would use that money and pay for it. And then that way everybody can be a part of it. Awesome. And then for some moms that had like two or three kids, you know, depending on the event and the day, it could easily be a hundred dollar day, you know? So we were trying to make it, you know, That's something that everyone everyone can join, right? It doesn't matter. And you know what? It gets you out of the house and you meet people and your kids are socializing mm -hmm. and you know, you're outside. It, it, sure. It's a mindset that changes even, you know? Mm -hmm. So then a lot more sponsors had come into play and they couldn't find us on the closed group. So we created a public page so people can tag us and we can tag other people. And then, you know, I was always saying that we're, we're a resource to, to moms and, and families in, in Broward. And then Instagram came along and I was like, oh my, we're, we're influencers. You know what I mean? <laughs> we never tagged ourselves as that, but then we started to exist on um, on Instagram as well. Right. So it went from something very organic, grassroots and local to now something that's a virtual online community. So tell me, how did those meetups, I'm interested in knowing, like, how did they start for you organically? Was it literally just like, look, I want to hang out today at a park or I want to hang out today at trying to think a museum or like a monkey joe's was that how it initially started oh absolutely nicole we used to make like little instruments with like uh plastic water bottles and sing songs under the tree with our little blanket nice. you know we would color <clears throat> we would um everybody would bring a story we would have story time we had the parachute <laughs> nice. and then as the kids got older and they started walking and they needed to like you know go and explore we went to different indoor playgrounds like flippos flip started partnering with us giving us a, a, a mom super mom's deal only you know on certain days of the week they still do it now we're just opening that up again museums and then you know then we were invited to different expos where people would find us and so new moms pregnant moms um would know about us even before they had kids sometimes wow. so it was really nice to be invited to all these kinds of community events where people could see us not only with us enjoying each other and our own families but also now giving back to the community absolutely and tell me how has that been with the journey with your daughter because she was from the beginning so how has it been for her what relationships has she developed through here because obviously i'm sure you've developed your own as with you know your family um i'm sorry with the moms that you've met and that but what about your daughter what what has she found through all of this so you know we have to preface this by saying that malini has always had a robust social calendar she, <laughs> she's a very busy kid and you know what she really loves it 
you know, some kids don't, some people don't, and I get it, you know what I mean? And I figured, you know, I'm going to let her take the lead on this because a lot of times I found, you know, if it was something she really didn't like or, or didn't want to do, I was just losing money on it. You know what I mean? Like we, we were soccer dropouts, you know, she, that was something she didn't like. I think she was very frustrated. I was about, a soccer dropout. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I tried it. I did, but I think she just got really frustrated not being able to kick the ball, not having that coordination to make a goal, not understand it, you know? So, um, so we were soccer dropouts. We did dance for a little while. And then going into the third season, um, I said to her, cause that was pegged to Broward County schools. And, and when it started. Sure. And so I said, do you want to, uh, do you want to do dance classes again? And she was like, mommy, I know how to dance. So <laughs> I mean, you can't make up this stuff with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I know how to dance. Why do I need to go to dance classes? I exactly. Know. <laughs> so, you know, once I see that whatever interest she did have and explored, I mean, to her, the best of her ability or, or until sure. she wanted to try something else, you know, we, we did. But with super moms, it's funny because I think she secretly knows, like, she's a little VIP, you know, because she, she gets there before the event. She knows what's in the gift bags. She understands, like, we're going to have, she knows who the special guests are, you know what I mean? So... It's funny because now throughout the years, you know, we just did an anniversary party online and our special guest was a mermaid. And Melania's like telling everybody before it started. I'm like, hey, that's like top secret, you know? <laughs> but she has a blast. I mean, and, and it's funny because the super mom's kids, let's say, those are the longest friendships I've had so far, you know, and already it's, it's about seven years. Some people in my adult life, I haven't had a relationship for more than five years. No, for sure. But I see that you celebrated the five year, I guess that's, um, that's the um, formal five year anniversary, right? Cause you said it's been about seven years of, in, right. In so, you know, I, right. So I'm counting that five years as of the year that we incorporated as a nonprofit. Gotcha. But before that, you know, we had met up and we were having play dates. We just didn't do it Formally in an official in capacity. Gotcha. So yeah. Tommy, and go ahead. No, I was just going to say the other reason I wanted to be a nonprofit is because I wanted to set ourselves up separately from everybody else, because then all of a sudden it went from, hey, Nalene, why did you do this? Like, I never had a resource like this when I had kids to now like, Nalene, are you are you this group or that group? Because there were so many groups starting now. Right. And um, I just kind of wanted to set ourselves apart from other mom groups to say, hey, you know what? This is our life and our kids come first. And I'm putting 150% into this as I would anything. So if I'm putting into this, then expect to have an event or a play date or a function that's going to be very professional and well put together. In fact, we're going to be established as a nonprofit, meaning we, we run it a little bit differently, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I feel like doing an event today. I'll show up. Or, oh, I don't no, have like, anything. No, you got to hold it's yourself okay. accountable now. now For sure. Yeah, because you have to be transparent as a nonprofit in terms of financial reporting, in terms of filing, you know, and we do, we have an accountant that takes care of all that and yeah. um, we're very transparent. So tell me, what did you do before? What was your, and like, what, what, what is your, your professional side? What do you do? Oh my goodness. So, you know, I was one of those people, I mean, listen, with a last name like Rampersad, my maiden name Rampersad, it, you know, I was always grooming myself to have lots of extracurricular activities since high school. 
-hmm. I was in the Spanish club. I played volleyball, you know, field hockey. And then when I went to college at Penn State, I went for international business. So I learned a language and moved to New York after I graduated as an adult and I got into banking. Okay. So I was very much, you know, the like quintessential New York City banker. Yeah, <laughs> just running it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. sex in the city, yeah. uh, you know, Waldorf Astoria, windows on the world. And this is like where we had to go for meetings and stuff. So we wow. were, we were living New York on an expense account, like some amazing wealthy individuals because I worked with private banking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had to exist in their world to, to service sure. them. So it was a lot of fun. And then I moved to Florida and um, I became a bank manager in consumer banking at Bank of America. And I got my MBA through them. I mean, they paid for some of it and went to FIU. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And do you still work or is super moms your job and that's what you do? Or do you still? No. So, so then I, I actually went into um, my own consulting company as oh. with social media and business consulting. It was sort of like a tie-in for what I was doing at the bank because I was the manager and, and sure. those conversations happened a lot with people's businesses and me because it costs money, you know, it costs yeah. their business money and, and I was representing the bank. So um, after... After I uh, left Miami, I, I took my business with me, um, but it was a very much a, a networking kind of uh, social media, establishing a, a social media presence, having on-site um, events. And um, I did that up until I had Melania, probably a year after, and then I started Supermoms. And then I, I went back to work okay. um, just about two years ago, but then I found out that I was non-essential. So that was all good. I mean, I... I spent a lot of time with my family. I spent a lot of time with Malini and it worked out perfectly because Broward County schools were now virtual or, or, or at home or distance learning or whatnot. So it really worked out well. It worked out perfect. So tell me um, to kind of pivot back. So what takeaways from Supermoms for the last five years and where and what do you hope the next five years plus will look like for Supermoms? Like what have you learned? What things you know, because it sounds amazing, you know, and I give you so much props that, you know, you saw there was a need as a not as a new mom of saying, look, I have to figure something out, you know, um, you start the meetups, you have sponsorships, Joe DiMaggio, that's awesome. So, you know, obviously, it sounds like one, two, three, but there was a lot that happened in between that time. So what are some takeaways? And what do you hope the next five years plus will look like? You know, it's funny because when I first started this, I never thought this is what was going to happen. I didn't think this was going to last this long. I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do what most people do and they have a family and they have kids and that's it. You know, I didn't think I was going to have like a side super moms tribe, you know what I mean? But man, I wake up every day excited to share stuff with people. I, I'll start posting at six o'clock in the morning because you know what? I know somebody's up. <laughs> I mean, we're up early. We're up at three. We're up at four, you know. And in certain times, it was nice to have other people that you can chat with sure. and, and know that, hey, yeah, that was pretty funny. That happened to me today. Or this is relevant in our world. This is a, a pretty significant article that I'm going to share. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the thing is, what I've learned is that you can't make people want to do something, mm -hmm. regardless of how good it is for them, if it's free, if it's in their city. So you can only provide as much as you can in terms of a resource or, you know, a calendar or an invite and at the end of the day it, it's not just one person and I, I think I've I've been pretty transparent about that on the page that it's not just my page there's a, a team of volunteers and, and anybody that has information to share with us you're welcome to post but just keep it classy let's not you know no mom start the politics me. 
gigs, no but not, no yeah, no, no keyboard warriors. I mean, it's hard enough. We're not in high school and I can't like live in a funk all day based on something I read with you attacking me or somebody else because I have a, I have a child to take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted super moms in it. And for the most part, I think it is a place that you can go read be educated, anything you miss in the, in the world or current events that applies to our world, that's not a Debbie Downer, that's a positive influence, go there, recharge and, and, and keep going. We do contests, we post funny memes, we do articles, we have a blog now. Um, people are even adding to it, like from other things that they see, just so it's a, it's a value add for everything that's in there. That's awesome. And, you know, what do you, what, I guess, obviously COVID has impacted um, maybe your meetups, but the dope thing about it, like you said, now you have this virtual online community. So I'm sure during COVID, you were able to shift your focus. And instead of doing the meetups, you were able to do, like you said, your anniversary party you did, you know, online. What what events and stuff, what, have you, what has um, Supermoms looked like <laughs> the past six months? You know, I think it's funny because since the majority of everyone was at home, Our, our readership, our following has gone up. I think people found us because, you know, we're, we're active, we're engaging and, and we're, we're important in terms of the things that we post. Right. So um, we started creating more online contests, right? Because now that the shift was to, to e-distance learning, we posted a lot of resources out there because at the beginning, everyone's like, what do I do? You know, where do I teach them? Where do I get stuff? So we posted a lot of that on there. So we became a resource. We pinned that just so people can easily reference it. We did a lot of contests for um, stickers and school supplies just so people could have it. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's the success of the kids. And that's why we're doing it. So if they're not motivated or they need an incentive and you don't have it, we'll send it. You know what yeah. I mean? What, is, what does it cost? A couple stamps. Yeah. And then even for the anniversary party, we like mailed out glow sticks so we could have a pajama, like a glow stick dance party in the dark and they loved it people were were so appreciative and so grateful and then you know we even sent out participation prizes for that as well so it, it has changed but we haven't gone away and I think you know when we can and we do more events people like flippos they've always supported us and we've always supported them they're willing to start being open again now you know we have to wait for the state and of course all the changes that's happening so once everything's safe and once we can go back, then yeah, sure, we'll do it. But I think, I think for the most part, everyone, I hope at least I did, I appreciated the pause, yeah. you know, just to take a breath, just to organize, just to, you know, revamp and, and reassess and realize that, hey, this was some good quality time. You know, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I baked i did self-care i mean i think for me i really appreciate the memories i've made with my family for this time yeah no i agree and actually that was going to go into my next thing of what you learned the past six months so i think you kind of did it in a nutshell um same you know my husband and i were talking i'm like we're very thankful you know we have our health it didn't really affect us i actually lost my job but got a better job out of it so you see how it works um, cause I was planning to leave anyway. I was able to go on FMLA to be with my son because I was like, I'm out of there. I knew I was going to get laid off. I did. And then a week later, I got a better job that I was looking to get into the industry. So I was like, oh, you know, everything worked. Um, my son is only going to, he's going to be three. So we didn't have necessarily the school, you know, transition, but the two and a half months basically, cause he went back to school as of June 1st because he is younger. And I felt like he needed 
just that interaction. Um, and his school did a phenomenal job and it's a private preschool, so smaller count. So they could obviously do a lot more than public schools could do. Um, but the two and a half, almost three months I had with him, oh man, we just had so much fun and resets. I did things, creative things. I didn't, like, I'm not a Pinterest mom. And, you know, I, I, I did as much as I could in that round. We went outside, we walked around the neighborhood. So you're right, I think we were able to reset, realize, reevaluate priorities, see, like I said, even with this, my podcast kind of blew up. So some good has come out of it, um, despite, unfortunately, what's going on, you know, in the world with it. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Now, what are you looking forward to post-COVID and quarantine? <laughs> well, you know, I, just listening to your story is, is pretty funny because um, just last week, I decided to off to accept an offer. So I start a new job tomorrow. Mm. So I'm really excited about that. And, wow. um, you know, I think post-COVID, once we get back into events and stuff, it's going to be business as usual because with kids, as everyone knows, you don't stop. Not if you're sick, not if you're international, not if you don't feel like it, you just don't stop. So um, definitely it'll be back to business as usual, um, supporting businesses that are family friendly and, you know, in, in the community because it's our community. We live here, you know, and if, uh, if that's a good place for us to be, we need to support them. And no, I, I appreciate that they even exist, you know, a hundred percent. Um, and what have you done? I mean, like I said, I think we've spoken, said that there are some good things that came out of it for us, but has there, and have you had to, or was it a shift because your daughter does have, it's a little social butterfly. Was it a shift for her? Did she have to kind of like be like, whoa, because she went from being active and, you know, I, I can already see the type of personality, which is beautiful. You know, she, you know, she looks like she's growing up, like you said, to be a little VIP. She likes, you know, that's a little, a little leader in training. How was it for her, you know, that all of a sudden it stopped? You know, it's, it's funny, Nicole, because remember when I, right before I became non-essential, I was running, like running to drop her off, running to get her aftercare. And then she was in there for a long time. The day was a long day for her. So when she had the opportunity to not go to school and hang out with me, like the way she saw it, like what me and you all day, like it was like her, it was almost like she found it, the genie's lamp because she was like, this is, this is amazing. You know what I mean? And so it was funny because like we used to, we would have uh, like picnics outside. We would take walks, you know, we made uh, bracelets out of flowers. We, you know, we looked into Pinterest, we tried to make some slime, yeah. you know, so that kind of extra time to do things like that was what we shifted to from get ready. We have to read a book. Now it's time for a bath. Go, let's have dinner. You know, like bam, 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 go to sleep next day, repeat, you know, like, so it was a lot more leisurely it was not as stressful and um i was and really she recognized what she was doing yeah too so she probably was like oh no like this is good <laughs> even yeah. if she enjoys so, like you said she likes to be active but yeah yeah, that's, that's a good and I, and I think for her, even, I, I think because she, she had gone out so much too, you know, she, I think for her, she was just like, this is good. Like, I want my mom and dad here. And, and the thing is, is that my husband, he travels a lot. So then he was able to stay here. So she was just like, you guys are going to be here again today. Like, we're going to stay here together. And I was like, yeah. So that gave her even more incentive to get her schoolwork done so that way she can hang out for the rest of the day with us. That's awesome. Which is great because yeah, awesome. we had the time to do it. 
Yeah, my son was um, ecstatic as well that we were home. My mm. husband was working from home. So, I mean, even though he was home, I was the one that was mainly focused on my son. So going back to school when school did open up, it was a little transition period because he's like, wait a minute. I mean, because he, he's young enough to where he doesn't know the on off. He's like, OK, I don't have school, but now I'm home with mommy and daddy. <laughs> um, and then to go back to school, he was like, wait, you know, but they turned it into like an astronaut school so that. Uh, or like a rocket school because the teachers had to wear the face shields and the mask. Oh, what a good idea. Yeah, they turned it into a whole like little rocket um, ship and the teachers were astronauts and the kids were eco little astronauts. Um, so smart. it wasn't as traumatizing to say yeah. what happened to no, that's teachers. Smart. So it was nice. That's why I said we felt really comfortable and knock yeah. on wood, all has been well. So how are you guys transitioning now that school is possibly opening again? Are you comfortable with it? Are you seeing what they're saying? What does that look like for you guys now? Yeah, I mean, I understand both sides of the story, you know, and um, everyone has to do what's best for their family, for sure. Because okay. we don't know who's compromised, who's not compromised. And, you know, for me, our decision was I'm not going to send her back to school because I'm not working. So for me, I might as well just stay home with her because I might not have this time again. Hopefully this is the foundation for her school and for her life. So I'm, I'm hopefully, hopefully, you know, instilling her self-confidence and, you know, her backbone for math and phonics. And, and it's coming from me as well as her teacher. And then now that I have to go back to work, um, we're going to be remotely from for the next four to six months. So I can still be here until school opens and make a decision then so awesome. I'm I'm glad that it's something that's still so much flexibility in the workplace now yeah. while we figure this out yeah hundred percent because like I said I think it's different of a small little preschool that has six kids in the class compared to hundreds and hundreds of teachers and students of the thing and my heart goes out to teachers my heart goes out to parents who can't and they're trying to maybe their job doesn't right. have the flexibility I couldn't even imagine what that must feel like, you know? No, and, and, and that would have been me if I was still working because I would have to try to figure out those arrangements. And, and when it was like that, and we had like a day off from school, but I didn't have a day off from work, I could send it to a day camp. I could send it to the museum. But if those things aren't open, like where am I going to sender yeah. you know and that's that's the hard part for so many families so right. some people don't even want to but they have to yeah because there's not flexibility and you know again i i get it I, and i can't say that's right or wrong but you know you have to do what works for your family 100 percent. and i think um with organizations like yours um conversations like this of normalizing um, and letting parents know just do what's best for you for sure. um, and I love you know what you what your company's well your organization um, stands for and um, I don't know if you really touched on it because I had asked but you know well I guess you kind of did because I was like post-covid but you know do you see yourself growing into something else in the next five years or are you just going to continue to give back to the community be a resource for the community and then let it grow organically as it's been growing you know, I think what we started off as uh, a mommy and me group has evolved into sort of a, a community invested initiative, mm -hmm. right? Because now we partner with different nonprofits. We just did a pajama drive with the Lotus House. I saw that. I mean, that's super easy for us to do. Even, you know, how much does pajamas cost? And, and they even were accepting gently worn pajamas, which, you know, how fast these kids grow. Oh. You know what I mean? So that was, that was a no brainer. Right. And um, 
So what we're doing is like partnering with our followers who share the same sort of goals for our community and our kids, right? Because the next thing that we're going to do is a fundraiser. So as a nonprofit, we can ask Krispy Kreme to give us, you know, the fundraising deal. And now what we're saying is if, if we're going to plan this right, and everyone purchases whatever it costs for a dozen donuts. And we use that money to pay off some of Broward County's school lunch debt. Then really, you get a thing of donuts, you get to help your community. And you know what? When the kids go back to school, some of them are going to get that erased so they can start clean and fresh. And how much does that really cost? If a bunch of people can do it together, Correct. you know what, we can make a dent into that. And then of course, super moms will match that as well, just yeah. because we want to give as well. We want to put our you know, mouth where the money is or however that thing is. Right. We want to say we're also involved. We're not just going to be the catalyst, but we're going to be in there too, you know, because it's a part of our community. And that's, we want to be the leaders of that. But you know, these are types of things that if we think about it, we can all help each other, help each other, you know? A hundred percent. I love that, Nailene. Um, so I kind of want to get into, um, unless there's some, any other comments you want to talk about super moms, I want to kind of do a quick get to know about you because you are a mom oh, sure. and you know, you're, um, nonprofit business owner <laughs> slash going back into, you know, all these things, but I kind of want to get to know about Nailene. So what is your favorite movie um, or a movie that you can see over and over again that you, you know, every time you see it, it's like, I have, to, I have to see it again. I mean, I'm not really the one to watch a movie over and over again. I don't know why. I, I just never got into it. But man, oh man, have I seen Frozen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't seem to phase me. You know what I mean? It, I don't get bored watching it. And I, it's funny because it's a cartoon of all movies. But, you know, I, I pretty much have that movie memorized. And I still I love the message in it. I always do. I think I think any Disney movie um, for, for us sure. is Moana. My son, when he saw oh, yes. Moana, he was like, what? And that was like his movie for a long time. Yeah. Um, my husband and I downloaded the album. We're like, oh, my God, the album's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> So it is, it's, it's a real eye-opener, Disney, as an adult, you know what I mean? Because living in New York, we didn't have that Disney influence as much as you do in Florida, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we came down maybe once every <laughs> 10 years, you know what I mean, to come to Disney. We didn't really always come to, to Florida for that. We would travel sure. to different places as a family, but yeah. Disney wasn't always like a yearly thing as it is for some families here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, that's, that's funny you said Frozen, but it's true, like those movies and as an adult, <laughs> we can appreciate it. Like, of course the kids get it, but no, yeah. we're watching and it's like, yeah. oh, um, I appreciate that, you know, a yeah. little, a little, a little for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, a lot of the content is adult content too, you know? Um, so tell me, favorite book or book that you want to recommend to the podcast world or something that has kind of helped you transition? Anything. Could be fiction, nonfiction. You know, I, I, I was thinking uh, of a book that I want to write. Hmm. I'm thinking that, you know, um, maybe a dedication, if you will, or... A, a nod to a legacy for, for my daughter. I think oh, that would be amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, any high or low mommy moments of the week you want to share? Most of my listeners are moms. Um, so I love this because I think it shows that look, we're all kind of probably some mom out there has had some high or low mom um, moment of the week that someone has shared. Um, anything for you that kind of maybe you're like, oh, it was tough and something that really made you feel good. 
I mean, I was really, I was really at my high for like, you know, doing these back to back interviews and then getting the news that they wanted me for this position and I accepted it. That's definitely a high. I think, you know, the low obviously is all this family time sometimes is really just on top of your head <laughs> and there's no space. And, you know, there's a lot of clinginess and everyone's everywhere all the time in your circle, in your house, in your bed. <laughs> um, and I've used, I've had to learn new techniques to sort of like, stop, pause, breathe, walk away if I have to, um, and come back to it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to give her a bad childhood. I'm not trying to show that, you know, you can't control emotions. Um, I'm, I'm trying to say, Hey, you know, we can talk this out because, you know, every year it's a different kind of, a different set of personality and information that I learn about children. <laughs> Like, and then you know, as they get older, my toes. Yeah, no, like you know, older, you have to parent differently than maybe like how sure. I'm parenting because he's three, so it's little, yeah, he's a little more independent, but she still needs you in a different way. Exactly. So I don't, and I don't want to be the kind of mom that you know you have to ask me all the time for basic things. Like I want that sense of independence, but I also want her to be respectful in terms of my time and what we're doing together. So, you know, screen time is a challenge for sure. And uh, you know, that that's a lot of negotiations going on there and it's exhausting sometimes. And sometimes I'm, I don't, I can't do my best Mr. Rogers because it's, it's real life. It's stress. It's my time it's your time it's school time it's work time it's everything right so um I think my low was just realizing it's a lot and you can handle it and let's move on you know so yeah no a hundred percent um what has motherhood taught you you know I was one of those people that used to think hey I can do anything I want to and I can do it by myself and I'll excel at it and I think motherhood really is I mean they say find your tribe um it's like the motherhood's the hardest hood you'll ever go to. <laughs> uh -huh. But I think, I think if you find your tribe, you find your people, you find the, the, the moms that you can really confide in and, and talk with and hang out with, it makes it a lot easier. Okay. You know, there's, there's a lot you can do on your own. And, and God knows there's some people that do do it on their own. But, and it's hard. I, I mean, no choice. My, I don't even know how. Yeah. You know, and, and my husband, like I said, he travels a lot. Sometimes it's, it's for half a year. Sometimes it's months at a time. Wow. But at least I know, you know, at the end of certain time that he comes right. back. But yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, so if you can find the resources out there and not just the stuff that's written on Google, but just people, sure. real life experiences, I think that's what motherhood has taught me is to just keep looking, keep educating, keep finding resources out there. A hundred percent. That's one of the reasons. And I see, I like how you put super moms, not super mom, because it's not about you. One of the reasons why I did mamas know best is because not all mama, yeah, mama knows best for her family, but mamas in general as a community know even more, right? Because I learned from you, you learn from me, having conversations oh I never thought about it that way never did that you know um so yes finding the tribe and just to kind of add to that I know for me same thing I had my my son later I was 34 um so that is I was in my 30s and I remember thinking I had it all figured out I mean a very strong independent woman and then my son came and I turned into this like nervous wreck of like oh my god I couldn't really leave the house I didn't want to be it's crazy um so I liked how you said that because it's true I think we all think we have it figured out yeah and I think also as women it's indoctrinated in us to be this strong nope we could do it the you know once 
um, a woman is head of her whole household, like we just do it all. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay for me to tell my husband when I come home because he's home, I'm working outside of, into the, in the office to have the dishes done for me, right? Because it's a teamwork it's effort. A and not for me to just think, oh no, when I come home, no, you're home. <laughs> have it done, have it clean for me of what works for us. Um, and I think as women, we don't, we're kind of told we shouldn't. We have to be the ride or die, right? We have to do it all. We have to do this. And it's like, no. You know, and, and it's funny, Nicole, because a lot of times I think people think, that if I say super moms, like you're 100% perfect. Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, listen, there's a choice because it's a lot and it's overwhelming. And sometimes you're alone and sometimes you don't understand like what's happening with your body, what's happening with your child, what's happening at the doctors. And you can't even catch up with your own husband sometimes. You know what I mean? Because the day goes by, you're tired. You're not, sometimes you're not just in the mood to do anything more. Like you're at maximum capacity. And in that instance, you can either live in the funk and be like, you know what? This sucks. Everything sucks. This is not what I expected. This is not my life. This is not what I want to do. And not move forward and not appreciate it and not do anything else. And I'm not saying that you have to appreciate everything that happens to you, but there's that avenue of thinking. Or you can turn and be like, <clears throat> you know what? This is my life. And I've always done the best that I can. And now I have a child that I'm responsible for. And this is the family I always wanted. This is my chance to make an impression on a young mind, on a young adult mm -hmm. for the future. Mm -hmm. And that's the super mom mentality. Not that you're perfect, but that you choose to make a better impact than what you could else do. I love because it. No, 100%. A hundred percent. No, I it's, think so. I think instead of staying, basically what you're saying is like, instead of just staying in it and being like, okay, poor me. Yeah. Cause we all have those moments. Life is cycle. We can do that. We can do it. Sure, and all child, like you said, we could do it as a loan and yeah, it's only affecting us, but we have a child, a little human that is absorbing everything, everything. That they see, everything that they feel yeah. from us, our energies, everything. And they are exactly attention so we could they're always paying attention and they have like super bionic hearing too oh gosh the other day we said something <laughs> my husband my son he's like what'd you say and we were trying to be sneaky and we looked at each other and he was like what did you say and i'm like oh no like they yeah they just are um and i, right. I love that i love 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 that sentiment because that is so true and it's like i always say i give myself 24 hours because sometimes i just need 24 hours i need to feel i need to feel whatever i'm grieving or upset about and then the next morning i'm like okay i gotta go and do what i need to do you know you, you have to i mean this is this is one job again it doesn't stop and you know what i think a lot of people realize that in quarantine if you start with that anxiety or that, you know, I don't know, depression, anything. You could pull out so many emotions from this quarantine because it's so unreal and so unknown. And if you're going to lose it, they're going to lose it. And it's hard not to lose it sometimes. But you know what? That's when you become a super mom. When you decide, I'm not going to lose it right now. I mean, I might lose it tonight, but I'm not going to lose it right now. Yes. And you're not <laughs> come to whatever it is. It's like, exactly. Exactly. So what do you do? Maybe talking about that. What do you do for your self-care? What has self-care? And I know that could be a broad term, but what do you do for mental health breaks? What do you do because you are balancing so much? What do you enjoy that just makes you happy? So when we were younger, my sisters always used to make fun of me with my draw of lotions. And, um, you know, they're like, man, you have like so much stuff you put on before, after. I don't know. I used to just, I just used to love, I don't know. I think I got that from my mom. She used to always put on like her night cream and stuff. Right. 
and um, I just like the way it smells. I don't know. So the thing is, is that I've always had like my own in-home spa stuff, you know what I mean? Like the facials and now they came out with charcoal masks and everything, um, you know, I have my own little manicure kit with all the things that they have. And it, <laughs> so for me, I've always had like a spa mentality and a special treat for me obviously is, is going to a spa. And now with, with quarantine and stuff, I've had to resort back to my home spa, which is fine yeah. um, because I'm a big advocate for self-care. I think it's so important. We have to recharge we have to feel good in order to do good sometimes you know what I mean that's why they say you know don't stay in your pajamas all day make sure you take a shower at least uh, once a week whatever you need to to reset and re-energize because you know what we're in the trenches all day long and there is no break sometimes for some people there never will be so it's like you have to grasp or make the time to say you know what this is what's going to happen now for me and um, if that means I'm putting on that charcoal mask while I'm writing out my bills or sending out, you know, stuff, then that's, that's how I'm multitasking. But I also got involved with um, the water challenge during this quarantine because oh, I'm at home. So, yeah. So like whatever you weigh, you divide it in half and that's how many ounces of water you should be drinking for the day. But think about it. If you're not at work and you, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, like is drinking a lot of water, why not do it at home? Right. So yeah. I did the water challenge. And then I also found, um, you know, all these benefits I was reading about apple cider vinegar, but my good God, <laughs> that thing is, oh, I really, you know, I mean, for, for all the best benefits, I'm just like, I don't know if I could finish this bottle. <laughs> and um, I found apple cider gummies. They are a game changer. I mean, yes. So I've been implementing that into my self-care. These are things that I'm counting as self-care. Sure. You know what no, I mean? Because so, it's something that you enjoy doing and you know. For sure. It, you're taking care of yourself. Exactly. So these are the things that at the end of the day, I can't be like, well, I didn't do anything for myself. No, I stayed hydrated. I'm, I'm doing things for my immune system. 100%. You know, I'm taking care of my skin, you know, so it. that's the best I, I can it. do. I, I spoke um, with a therapist yesterday and um, actually she does maternal um, uh, health and mom's mental health and really cool. She focuses on like mom rage and temper things because we don't talk about that a lot but one of the right. things she said that I felt was so poignant it's so true because I think in society especially in our culture in American culture everything has to be so big like you like you I loved how you said like lotions just little things yeah and you know she was like I think we're you know we were talking we're like where's this society that everything has to be on like this like large macro level like we have to do all these things to really feel good where really it's just little things that we just need like you said drinking water just to know that you've taken care of yourself for the day like it doesn't you don't have to compare what you're doing to someone else on social media or whatever it's what you need to recharge to make that might read a book for me sometimes that's just reading at the end of the night i like to read whatever book i'm reading for 10 15 minutes that way i'm not thinking of my day of my crazy day and i allow to go off in this other world of whatever i'm reading and other times I don't want to read and I just want to watch TV for 10 minutes. So it's whatever makes you feel good. And I was glad that she said that because I was like, it's true. A lot of times we think it's like this grand gesture we need to do for ourselves when it doesn't really have to be. Could well, be I mean, I think, I think also social media doesn't help, right? Because everyone always posts all the best stuff there is to do out there. And it's just like, man, I can't really go to Hawaii right now. So, you know. <laughs> Or some, you know, people I mean, have, it, some people aren't in Florida. They can't, they don't have a pool nearby. They don't. Oh have my goodness. Yeah. And then especially in March, I mean, I was watching all my, you know, family in New York, just, you know, it was horrible. It was cold. And here we are like swimming. 
And I was grateful for that too, because my daughter became a strong swimmer for the summer. Yeah, no. So that's what I mean. It's, it's sometimes I think we focus, like you said, social media doesn't help, but I think sometimes we're focused where it's the little things that we need to have more gratitude for. Um, You know, it's funny. I say that social media doesn't help. And yet I, I help run this online community for super moms and you know a lot of times i find that i i'm on i'm on super i'm on social media for sure um but for super moms not really posting on my account that much because the things that i'm trying to post on the super moms page it's not it's not glorifying anything Mm -hmm. it's more like being a resource like hey guys did you know about this or you know even if we can have an educated conversation a forum about you know what's happening in Broward County schools like it doesn't have to get ugly but you know what who are you going to talk to about this your family the postman you know we can't even talk to anybody we can't even go outside you know so if you want to just talk about it or vent about it but be respectful then here's a forum to do that you know this is what's happening in our world right now for sure so and it's not, we can't pretend it doesn't exist. It's there. Exactly. It's how do we, like you said, like adults speak on it and see. Yeah, get it out. I mean, talk about it, but you know, you don't have to rip anyone anything, you know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, let's not even go there on the Facebook yeah. comments on other things. So I know you mentioned um, you writing a book for your legacy. So what piece um, for your daughter or something like that, like that idea, any advice or wisdom that you hope her daughter will follow? What's something you really hope that she can take with her? Because I'm sure you're instilling things in her every day and values, but what's something that you hope really, truly always sticks with her? You know, it's funny because now as, a, as an older person, I just uh, had another birthday last Sunday. Um, you you kind of take inventory and you kind of look at it as a new year. At least I do when it's my yeah. birthday. And, and uh, I was thinking about the people in my life and, you know, what I'm doing in life. And, you know, you couldn't kind of assess that. And I was thinking, you know, what a valuable lesson that all these people come into your life and some people really are pieces of of work (laughs) and some people genuinely would give you the shirt off your back off their back you know and it's funny that sometimes you don't even know what people have on their plate or what's happening in their lives so you know i would say to really get to know people it's not some people exist only on the surface, but some people go a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, my advice would be not to discount people, yeah. to really invest. If, if, it's, if it's people that make you feel happy, it's, if it's people that seem that they're genuinely interested, get to know them, you know, and get to save those relationships. I love that. Well, I can tell you one thing with what you're doing with Supermom, she has it right there. You know, that's, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding with what you're doing. So, you know, that that is in itself with, with what you're doing. Um, any other final thoughts to the podcast world? Obviously, when I do post this, I will post the link for people to find you. Um, I mean, you are local in Broward, but moms can come. Like you said, it's an online resource community. Yeah. Um, so any, any final thoughts, anything you want to, you want to say to the podcast world? I think it's funny that we are able to connect, right? Because I don't know you. I instantly love you. (laughs) And, um, you know, I love what you do for the community as well. And just for moms. So I, I just want to say thank you to the universe to the podcast world, (laughs) you know, for having people exist in a way that we can connect with them, even though we never knew them. And, you know, I really appreciate 
all of the support that that I've had uh, for super moms and everything that we've done for the last five years because you know create being a, a pioneer in in something like this and having a belief from others to say, hey, you know what? You, you guys are good. I support you. I want to help. I want to support. I want to volunteer. I want to contribute for something that they don't even know is going to be around or stays around, mm-hmm. I think is amazing. It is amazing. I think going back to what we were saying, social media can have a, a, a negative effect. It can, especially with young kids. I think they're very vulnerable. I think you and I are older. So there's certain things maybe we could brush off. It's our children who I, I fear right. for of what that impact right. is going to be. Um, and I think, you know, you have some time before maybe she's on social media. I have some time, but I do worry what that is. But, you know, we'll we'll persevere, right? But sure. I do, I want to add to that because I can say, same. I built some beautiful relationships with moms I found on Instagram through my interviews and things. Women that I instantly love that we still communicate with. I don't know these women and we root. I know, it's crazy, right? And I think it's the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know what your beliefs are in certain things. Um, but obviously if there's a vibe, if an en- energy level, and there's some things that of course we do click on, which is obviously why we're whatever. But I think it's, I think on that aspect, and if we take more of that, we can learn so much and gain so much from social media because it's those relationships. I think it's, I think it's crazy because it's unlimited. It's as much as you want, you know? Yes. And I never had, have never had that sort of opportunity. It was almost the amount of people that was in your class, only the people you worked with, or only this in your department. But now it's like the whole universe is out there. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It's, it is amazing. So thank you, Nadine. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for sharing your truth. Um, I am so excited. Obviously, we're in Broward. So I know we will definitely connect on some level. I, I feel it, especially when things open up. So thank you so much. And um, I look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on the platform you're listening on. Tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her story. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.